Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Knee Slap and K-Pop Podcast. I'm Sammy, and today with me, I have Kayla. Hello. And Dan. What's up? And today, we're going to do part one of our intro to C-dramas. And in this part, we're going to talk about just generally what C-dramas are, how they compare to K-dramas, why we, what we like more, what we like less. It's going to be titled Versus, but we're not actually comparing them in that way because everyone likes what they like. And just generally, what is a C-drama? Yes. I agree. So I've watched the most amount of C-dramas. By, by, by a lot. By a, f- a lot. By a lot. <laughs> I mean, I've also watched the most amount of dramas, period. Also by, by a lot. lot. I don't know. I've I've watched a pretty, a whole pretty handful. Eight dramas. I could fit it on two hands now. <laughs> I'm at least so, more than eight, so I'm a lot more. I'm like Many more a than lot eight. more than eight. Yes. I've seen I think what, twenty times as many dramas as Dan has? Something like that. If, yeah, that, like if you math, times math that correctly. <laughs> eight. I don't know. 18 times. Yeah, that's like eight, eight, 20 times. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. A lot more. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of shows. It's just a lot of shows. So, for this episode, we're going to talk about what is AC drama. And we're only talking about mainland Chinese dramas. We're not talking about Taiwanese dramas. We're not talking about Hong Kong dramas. Because I don't actually have that much experience with them, and they are their own thing. They are not what we're talking about. They are, that's, that, that could be its own episode that we're not going to do. So this is strictly K-dramas and C-dramas, the two things we have the most experience with. Yes. And so. Because Dan and I have seen seen exactly one (laughs) C-drama. Yeah. (laughs) They are here for, at this point, moral support. I, I have also seen about four episodes of another C-drama, so... You watch... So they've seen all of Gank Your Heart, yes. and they've seen... And Kayla's seen, like, what? Four episodes of... Love O2O. Love O2O? Yeah. Love O2O. Oh. Most people's... One of the first... One of people's introductory C-dramas. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, like, the first episode of three different C-dramas, and then stopped watching. <laughs> and immediately so. stopped, stopped watching all of them. Yes. Alright, so essentially I want to start out with just C-dramas versus K-dramas, what's sort of the difference? And sort of the difference in, I mean, I would say we can all agree that K-dramas are probably more popular than C-dramas, especially to a Western audience. Mm-hmm. I think I it's easier to to relate to. I feel like C-dramas are its own thing. I feel like K-dramas are, are just marketed better, like Westernly as well, because... Because K-pop K-dramas... is so big, I think people get into K-dramas related through K-pop, whereas, like, you know, C-pop or whatever isn't nearly as popular, so I feel like that does have I mean, a little bit to thing... do with it. I mean, the other thing with K-dramas is that you do realize that there's investors and, like, that whole government subsidy of entertainment. Yeah. The Hollywood wave in itself is sort of a cultural thing that they try to market, and China in of itself is such a big china market on its own that china you're like things. i what am yeah they do china things with china money like mm-hmm. why do i need to export this when i have millions of viewers here i feel like the feelings towards china as a whole as well like internationally could be like not that great so i feel like that maybe also has something to do with it yeah there's also like um I think that especially recently, K-dramas, with the explosion of, like, they're on Netflix. Yeah. They're advertised to a Western actual, audience. Yeah, Netflix they, original series. Yeah, once now, Netflix started take, making their own K-dramas, that, really yeah. one that just And they the advertise yeah. them, that's the thing. The other thing is I do think that they are almost made with a Western audience in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you look uh, at something like, neither none of us have seen it, but Ite One Class. It's a one class with the storylines that I that it has, or it's okay to not be okay. I think it's okay to not be okay. Curricular yeah. or shows like that. It's very Western marketed. Yeah. All of them, yeah, all of them have sort of things that could be more of a Western influence and also appealing to a Western audience. 
in a way that I think Chinese audiences, they market to China. They don't care if it's appealing to anybody else. And especially with, like, a fantasy show, they... I think that inherently in all, like, fantasy shows, you have the tropes and you have everything and things that don't need to be explained because they're just culturally there. For example, if you saw a fantasy show in America and you saw a dragon, they don't need to spell it out for you that it's a dragon. There's a dragon. You can look at it. <laughs> There's a dragon there. You don't need to spell out what a wizard is. They just have powers. And there's a cultural thing there. With China, with Chinese fantasy shows, there's that difference in cultural learning, not learning, but cultural expectations. That there's things that I don't get at the beginning. That I'm like, cool, you're just not going to explain this to me because you don't, you wouldn't need to explain it to a Chinese audience. They would just kind of get it. Because that's just kind yeah. of their mythology i also feel that k-dramas are a lot easier to watch i'll even say like the whole western side of like tailored to that i mean my mom was just browsing through netflix and she just likes reading synopsis and she's like oh this sounds really cute and so she clicks it and starts watching and then she realizes like five minutes in it's like ah this is in korean i'm just reading subtitles cool uh and then she proceeds to watch the whole thing and then watches mm -hmm. another one and so i'm just like yeah it's it's if it's on there it's really available people just just look at the like read the story synopsis and just like don't even realize what language it's in and they'll be like all right mm -hmm. sure why not yeah I have, so my mom's I mean, watched I even a couple k-dramas unintentionally i have several friends who have just started watching k-dramas pretty recently i think because they've been still available on Netflix, where it's, like, they had, like, zero interest in K-pop or K-dramas at all before, but, like, got recommended it from someone and then could easily watch it because they're just, like, easily accessible now. On Netflix. And now they're, like, full right. into K-dramas. Yeah, and, like, other, like, Hulu as well, like, they have Descendants of the Sun, Secretary Kim, and all these other ones, too. So it's, like, each little, like, big really streaming service has their own dramas they've picked up that are the really popular ones, you know? That's really funny to me because more accessible than all of those shows are C-dramas. There are, and I will get to them because the second part of this is going to be a recommendation video. Most of the shows in that recommendation video and most of the shows I end up watching now are for free subbed and able to be watched on YouTube. Where probably most people are listening to this podcast. You can just search a C-drama and it will be there. Full subtitles, no extra payment necessary. Which I find very interesting that it's almost easier, but no one, like... So it's not necessarily an accessibility issue. I think it's a lot of it is just you don't know that they're there. Yeah, no one no one is thinking, like, I want to watch a C-drama. Let's search through YouTube for it or whatever. Yeah. I think yeah. the fact that they are on yeah. Netflix and everything on Netflix just is so heavily advertised everywhere, regardless of oh, if you have it or not. to the point where I don't want to watch yeah. things. To the point where I'm like, I, I get it. I don't want to watch it now. But the mm -hmm. other thing is also really funny is that, um, and this is the story I was trying to remember before, do you want to know what the most Google television show of 2018 was? On Google, which, mind you, is blocked in China. <laughs> oh, no. It's a C-drama called The Story of Yenshi Palace. Interesting. That's the most watched, that's the most Google television show of 2018, and it just... Is that you can't? It's not the Chinese that are looking for it. I think it, it was just very funny to me. It's a story I remember hearing, but I'm just like they That's do fun. have a fan base. I just don't think with K-pop and with the fact that idol actors are so prevalent, I do think that K-pop is sort of an entry point to a lot of things, and then just general like Korean beauty, and then something like Parasite from last year, which again gave a very large spotlight to the Korean film industry. And then all of those actors were in a, a dozen dramas each, mm -hmm. so, like, you can just go through their back catalog. Yeah. One of my favorite dramas had uh, one of the main characters there, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, and the sister from Parasite is in one of my uh, Guilty Pleasure shows, Cinderella, Cinderella and the Four Nights. Nights. Yeah, it's cute. Guilty Pleasure, I it's love so that show. Mm-hmm. So, the other thing yeah. I want to mention with K-dramas and C-dramas is the length, the episode length difference. 
Yes. Where yes. a K drama is Don't even get me for the most part sixteen episodes. They're usually they can go to twenty standard length. Sixteen they can is go to twenty standard. usually. Sixteen standard, and then you usually the the level after that would be a hundred and something episode show that airs Monday to Friday. That's more like, it's like your a soap, soap opera. opera. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's... I've seen that. I've seen one of those. They're not fun to watch. They're they don't very sound boring. very don't fun at all. Don't bother. Even if your favorite right idol's in it... I, don't. Dan might like it. <laughs> oh, it, it does seem like it might be a Dan thing. It might be a Dan thing, but, like, yeah, those are the only... Those are really your main style of show. Where in a mm. C-drama, it kind of depends on what you're looking at. Your average modern show, which is shows set in, like, contemporary times, are usually 24 episodes. And then you can get up to your fantasy shows, which usually go to, like, 30, 40, 50. I've seen shows that do 70. Not a lot of shows will do 70 now. I don't think that a lot of them get approved. So the episode length is very different. But But the time is also different. The episode length Mm -hmm. as well, yeah. Yeah. I find it much easier to watch a C-drama because it's 45 minutes. And I don't have to sit in... Most K-dramas now are a good hour 15. The Netflix ones in particular are at least least 55 minutes. Like, that's like the shortest they can be, yeah. The one hour 10 minute, I feel like, is the one I see the most. At least of the eight dramas I see. (laughs) Of the eight that Dan has seen. I think most of that is just very long for me. It's I find so it long. long. That's like you're watching a like, like a short three... movie every episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like I um a 45 minute episode, I can just watch that very easily. Even if it's long, even if it's more episodes, somehow I feel like it's a shorter show. Which you is weird, and it might just more be more content in one episode because an hour long, you really have to stretch out. There's a plot for each episode because mm-hmm. it's a mini movie essentially. Mm-hmm. So it takes a yeah. long time to get that whole plot going versus yeah. a C-drama where you can get a lot of action in and moves on really quick to the next episode really fast. I mean, so it's easier to with, binge. The other thing I do enjoy with the C-dramas having a slightly longer length of more episodes is that they have more ability to have... I find the side characters so much more fun because you actually get side characters and not just weird tokens. Mm-hmm. Because I find that in most K-dramas now, you have the main couple, and then just sort of sporadically other people. Not so much, like, clear storylines for them, just they are kind of there. They're also there. They're, they're, they're like, friends they're of the, the leads to they help kind them. Of have a, yeah. They kind of have a story arc that'll kind of get resolved, but you kind of pick up with it every, like, one or two episodes. Like, you can go, like, full episodes without seeing them. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a C drama, I just watched a drama, I finished it the other day, called Intense Love. That drama had one main couple and a fully fleshed out, with its own storyline, secondary couple. That got Neat. together, had problems, and then was just, like, super, like, cute and had full story arc and given to them. And, and that show was only 24 episodes, but I think those like extra eight episodes... Was it, like, a whole, like, best episodes, friend of the main, of the main leads? Uh, or their they... best friend... They are one of them. So the main male lead is a doctor, and so it's his other friend doctor, and okay. then the female lead, and it's her manager. Okay, because she's an actress. Right. So I so have a friend doctor and manager get together. Just... I have a question for you, Sammy, because mm-hmm. because Gank Your Heart is the only KC drama that Dan or I have watched, yeah. <laughs> and it did this really bizarre thing with the episode lengths, where the episode started as, like, 30 minutes, and then we're an hour by the time the no. show is over. Is that common to happen? That's not common. No. No, okay. no, no, no. Because so you were I definitely have... tricked. We were tricked. I was so like, watching... uh, this isn't too bad, and then all of a so sudden, halfway a through, you're just bit. like, oh, no. These are full K-drama I mean... lengths now, and there's a lot of no. nothing happening. No. Um, Gank Your Heart is a very weird show. I enjoyed it, but it's not your typical C-drama. Because your typical C-drama is usually more streamlined than Gank Your Heart. Mm-hmm. Gank Your Heart Gank was Your Heart all had over weird the place. Pacing issues. It did have Gank really, it had bad, really bad pacing issues. But that's that's Gank Your Heart's problem. That's not C-dramas as a whole's problem. Mm-hmm. They right. do sometimes have pacing issues, but that's because you're trying to fill 50 episodes sometimes. 
But also, like, we'll get to that. But no, um, usually they there will be a little bit of change in episode length. Like, it'll be usually between 38 and 45 minutes. Well, that's, like, okay. that's, your that's just reasonable. That's, that's just a reasonable, like, depending on what you have to do in that episode. Some will be a little longer, some will be a little shorter. Not 35, yeah, no, 55. <laughs> nope, not that jump. Not that jump. But also, we did not watch Gank Your Heart on the most reputable sites. We did not. Someone, yeah. please get the rights to Gank Your Heart. Please it got do. nominated for a golden, um... Golden For the Dragon? Golden Eagle Awards. Uh, golden Eagle, that's it. Golden Eagle Awards. Come on. Nice. It's a big show. I'd watch it again with better subtitles and better resolution. I think I could yeah. enjoy it. The other thing I'll give C-dramas is that I do think that the cinematography in C-dramas is stunning. They have China money, which means that they can have these sets and costumes and battle scenes and just lighting and just the way things look is just gorgeous. I mean... You, I don't know how from how many stills I've showed you of the costume dramas, but they look gorgeous. And they have large sets with, like, population. Whereas, and I feel like in a lot of K-dramas, historical K-dramas, they have very small sets. Yeah. And they're very, yeah. like, there's always, reuse, like, reuse a, a dozen people. Yeah, there's always just, like, here's five people in the background. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everything in China like, just has, like, an expensive, like, feel to it. Because they have the China money, so... And that's the... But that's the thing. That's recently. A lot of C-dramas, they've recently gotten a lot of money. And I think there's been a lot of recent... Again, I'm not Chinese. I don't know this. I'm, a lot of this, I've done as much research as I can. But there's only so much you can get. Because right. of, like... No one wants... No one translates any of this. So you're just sort of, like looking for things but a lot of c dramas have only recently started getting this extra push in production value and there's always and there's just this extra when push you say to recently make everything you mean flashy. like in the last two years or like year like i would say the last 10 years oh so a lot which time. is relatively but that's like not but that's relatively recently as opposed right. to the history of television i suppose and now you're really getting really really polished like great looking shows i feel like, like I gush all the time mm -hmm. to the western side i feel like at least from my point of view that people started only watching a lot of these like 10 years ago i feel like the, the, some of the more bigger k dramas and c dramas started getting you know more mm -hmm. mainstream in the last 10 years when and i do think that like blew up. post yeah post k-pop blowing up and post a lot of k dramas getting very popular like, it was really in the last 10 years that, like, I've seen a lot of, like, super, super, like, massive productions. Right. And, like, you get these massive casts and you get these massive shows with, like, dozens of actors and, like, dozens of characters and, like, massive battle scenes and, like, super intense, like, choreo and, like, fantasy concepts and CG and all that. And they just sort of are able to do that while keeping... A relatively simple story I say relatively because it's just like sea dramas with especially fantasy ones with their length are able to go through like multiple phases it's not one overarching plot it's just sort of like we finished this plot which led to this thing happening which now we have to deal with the consequences of this and then where you started is very different than where you end up because you're 50 episodes in and there's been so and half the cast is dead <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. Uh, though I do think that a lot of these C dramas can have a good middle section cut out and we'd lose nothing. It's like a long running anime. You can cut out like 10 episodes, yeah. nothing's gonna happen. Filler episodes. Yeah, there's, I a, can see that. there's some filler. The other thing I want to point out, and Kayla, you might know more about this, is the fact that a lot of K dramas have non finalized endings. Yeah. They have. They, they are basically written as the show comes out and produced yep, yep, yep. as it happens, which I find to be... It's so weird. I Like, when I first found out about that much. in K-dramas, like it. it was so weird to me that dramas, like, weren't produced. Yeah, I don't... Th I think that's less common now, because I remember there was this huge pushback because people were working, like, 15-hour days because they had to, like, get it out by the time that the show aired. Mm-hmm. It is kind but, like, of fascinating to me because you see the production they put odd. in, and you think that 
it would be like all planned out ahead of time. But the other thing is easier. that I do think that it it can hurt a lot of the shows because their endings are often changed because of what the fans want. Yeah. Which doesn't always make for a good ending because the people don't really know what they want. They say they know what they want, but then you get the ending and it's not good. Yeah, the first... And everyone's mad anyway. The first drama I think I learned about the K-dramas not being fully pre-produced was with Doctors, I think. And I remember, mm-hmm. like, while it was airing, I would see stuff. He's like, um, comments on, like, the video or something. It was like, oh, they're in production still for this, and they're probably... And I heard something about how they were rewriting the script or something because they didn't expect the show to be so popular. And I was like, wait, the show is, like, being produced, like, as it's we speak? It's still being, like, yeah. Yeah, they have, like, a... I think they're, like, they have, like, a two-episode buffer or something. Like, it's not that yeah. big a buffer time where they're, like... I'm like, why is this... And then because of... China's censorship board, all of these shows have to be fully produced and submitted for approval. And the in only China, thing that airs in Chi- China, yes, China has a okay. censorship board. Right. And there Korea are also dozens has a censorship of shows. Board. Korea does have a censorship board, but I don't think that it's necessarily as, it's I would say as, it's no, nearly as strict I, as the yeah, Chinese I can imagine it's not board. close to what China's is. So let me talk about the censorship board. There are just random shows that are just in development hell. And they, the censorship board, they can approve it. They have to approve the show for it to air. And they can tell you to make changes and they can do things like that. But once it's approved, you can air it. The thing with a lot of Chinese shows is unlike Korean shows where it's like you produce it, it airs, and you're done. There's just random shows that haven't aired. For example, um, there's a show... Yeah, you know, you know Lee Jones suck, right? He was in W. Him. He was in Pinocchio. He was in Romance as a Bonus Book. He's in One all of those the shows. Eight dramas I've seen. <laughs> One of the eight dramas Dan has seen. Romance as a Bonus guy. Book. That was the first kid. Okay, you know I him, right? Yeah, I in like him a lot. In 2016, in 2016, he did a C drama called Jade Lovers. Oh snap! It's a Republican era C drama. It is apparently a love story, but no one has seen it. Because of it's just stuck you all in know the ether. About, well, you oh, know no. about the whole Korea China issue yes. with um, what is it that all that nonsense? Yep. So after that happened, they weren't gonna produce a show that's whose main lead actor is a Korean man. They weren't gonna let that show air. That show has never aired. That show is finished. So it's just produced. Stuck. Lee Jung Suk has probably gotten paid for it. He got paid for it, mm-hmm. and it's just never going to air because at this point, it's from 2016. It's four years no, old. No, that is I don't never. Gonna, it's never. I think they're just going to cut Sad. their losses. They just they're going to cut their losses, and they're just never going to. That air show it. is never going to see the light of day. That show is gone. <laughs> nope. It's sitting I want to watch show. it. Exactly. I want to watch, watch it. it for Lee but that's Suck. another. Sh- I'd watch it too. Yeah. And also, the Chinese censorship board can also just randomly choose to not approve random things. Like, I know at one point they were considering, like, banning, um, what is it, um, like, those time travel shows. Oh, I remember that. Where it's, like, girl go, like, like, the closest thing I can give an example to is if anyone has seen the, Scarlet Heart, which is modern girl randomly gets transported back into ancient times. There's no reason for that to be how that show is, which I find it's stupid in Scarlet Heart. Because there's no there's reason for that There's absolutely no reason why that needs to be a that plot time, point in Scarlet Heart. That's not. That's a terrible plot point in that show, but sure. But what I'm saying is, like, they can randomly choose that they don't want to have ghosts. I think there was no a point ghosts. where they weren't. They didn't want ghosts in these shows. Because uh, it was, like, weirdly cultural thing with that. Or So they can essentially, like, chain shows and make them not air. There's also a bunch, and also, Chinese shows don't air as they are produced. Like, there are random shows that people are waiting on that are finished that just haven't seen the light of day. A recent one is there's a, one of the actors of The Untamed is in this show that he made before The Untamed called The Wolf. That show was made, like, two years ago, and it still hasn't aired. It's still done, and people are just waiting for it. It's just stuck in Um, the ether. limbo. Limbo. It's stuck in the ether. It might air eventually, but there just is no... There's no time... Rhyme or reason to when these shows air. 
Some of them, especially if they're very popular actors, get super expedited. But then other things are just randomly in the ether. Like, where is it? When will it air? Did you say, like, Wang Yibo has, like, a bunch of dramas that he has already filmed Yibo that had are just, like, stuck somewhere? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Private Tuition College is apparently already filmed. No one knows where that is. My Strange Friend was apparently filmed before The Untamed and only aired, like, two months ago. And now it's done. Yeah. The other thing I want to mention is just how quickly C-dramas air. C-dramas can air their, like, episodes so quickly. Um, I want to give an example, uh... Sweet Combat, this Luhan drama, aired 37 episodes from July 23rd to August 14th. Less than a month, and it aired 37 episodes. So, like, uh, how many a week a, is that not... that they just have to put out? That's... Well, a lot of these are online dramas. They don't actually air on television. But mm-hmm. even the ones that air on television air, like, two or three days a week. They'll air, like, wow. Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, or, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Cool, and they'll just air... But the show is, like, so much for... 37 episodes of time airing in a month, and then it's done and gone. Mm-hmm. No yeah, more that we need to talk about. Interesting. To put into contact, context, um, Crash Landing on You, 16 episodes, aired from December 14th to February 16th on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a more consistent So, like, half the length and, like, twice as long to air. Yep. Uh, Find Yourself, which had, I think, Victoria, formerly of FX, aired 41 episodes from January 26th to February 18th. Wow. That, less that's, than a month for 41 that's episodes. That's crazy. God. Yeah. You can really... So that's why a lot of these C-dramas, they'll air so rapidly, and that's why some C-drama actors are in, like, five shows a year. And they just they are just, doing like, that. They can just air them, like, once they're filmed, like... They air them? Whenever they want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they just air them so quickly, and they also just... C-drama actors don't stop, man. They just keep going from project to project. There's so much... There's so many hours of content. Like, every... Like, if you're a big in the C-drama world, you just keep working constantly. And there's constantly a good, like, seven or eight shows airing at any given time. And when one finishes, another one starts. So you just have to keep... You can't consume that much content. It's so much content. So you have to be, like... You have to just pick what you want to watch and you just watch (laughs) it. It's so much. Um, so now I want to get, so we've talked a lot about the logistics, and then we've, and so I also want to mention one thing that's very unique to C-dramas, which is overdubbing. I hate Overdubbing this. is I a tactic it. very common in C-dramas where actors will be dubbed over by another actor and the, the voice you're hearing was not captured in the moment and is also not the actor's actual voice. It's someone else. Mm. I hate and this so much. And a lot much. of that is done with... There's a couple of reasons. Uh, a lot of it is for there to be one main Mandarin accent, that there's no regional accents, that there's no real dialect. And especially, for example, there's a, some shows that are done with, for example, that uh, Lee Jun Sucks show, Jade Lovers. He probably would have been overdubbed because he can't speak uh, fluent Mandarin. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine Lee Jones. I can't speaks imagine that he speaks I don't want to lie. I... I don't think he does. I don't want to lie on his behalf. Maybe he does, but I would have. I, I would, would imagine he probably sure does he not. He would be overdubbed. He would have been overdubbed. Also, Chan Yul from EXO has done a Chinese movie called "So I Married an Anti Fan." Oh yes, Chan Yul from EXO does not speak fluent Mandarin. He was overdubbed. Feels bad, man. <laughs> he was somehow in a... That also is not a good movie, don't waste It was time. not a good movie. <laughs> good to know. Like, Thank just, you. You get what you, you... It is exactly what So I Married an Anti-Fan sounds like. What you imagine in your head, that's what happens, and that's good enough. But yeah, so they didn't. They don't necessarily live record the actors. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It's kind of a coin flip until you actually watch the show whether or not they're going to overdub. 
And, like, the weird thing a lot of times will be sometimes actors are overdubbed and sometimes they get to speak with their natural voice. So it's really a production decision because it's not the same. It's not that all actors are and that some actors are never. It's that it depends on the production. So, um, I guess that that's sort of just a thing that happens. It's fun. I mean, it happens. I understand. Like, people Mm want to make it sound good to their viewership even if it looks kind of off but to someone on the western side i probably wouldn't notice a lot of that just you don't notice until it's pointed out and then when it's pointed out you like now that i know now that i am aware it exists like i'm just that it's a thing yeah like i feel like there's like no going back on that now right (laughs) you can look for it like as a non-mandarin speaker like you can't really tell because I don't speak Chinese and nor do I understand it. I think it would be but more annoying to someone out, I get it. that does speak Chinese. Because then they'll be like, mm-hmm. ah, yes. That does not sound like your voice at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see it's a thing. I mean, yeah. I understand it. It sucks, but I understand it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now I want to talk a little bit about tropes. What are the most common tropes that you guys have found in your K-dramas? Oh, like, hot, rich CEO ha- is a very common trope in K-dramas. I mean, hot, rich CEO is That's also just... very common in C-dramas. That's just common like, in hot, dramas. rich Everyone people wants a hot, That's rich just... CEO. Hot, rich people. But I here's mean... the thing I will say about C-dramas. So, you know how in K-dramas there's the trope of the evil, rich family? Mm-hmm. That are... Super that's a very western of thing wealth. i feel i don't know why but that's that's also very common money, in like money's the heirs or a boys over money flowers bad. or money bad but like that's very also common in like even like a sky castle or something where it's mm-hmm. like rich money people are evil. discriminatory against the young against the young peasant girl who rich I son falls you. in love with as in every single show that happens mm-hmm. i was really but worried in c yeah. dramas that's a less common trope the rich families, while she might be poor, that's, they actually, there's not that discriminatory because she's poor. They'll find other reasons. But a but lot of times the, the families are not the, the but it's not But the also money. a lot of times it's not the families that are the, the, the conflict. For example, in hmm. the, um, except in something like a meteor garden or something like that, where it's a remake that's and the just families are always evil. Flowers. I'm not saying that that's not a common that's just boys over flowers but like a lot of times i find that this is a less maybe it's just the shows that i'm watching i could be wrong but a lot of like that evil family a lot of it will be because of like political power or something like that but uh. it's not necessarily because she's poor it's because she's something else it's not as money based that's what i'm saying and i do think that might just be china trying to be uh that humbleness yep, the, i do think that the that's real thing the real that. humbleness that's, from china <laughs> I think I th- the facade of humbleness is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I also find that they're, I think their historical dramas are just overall more interesting. I think you have much more of a fun dynamic to deal with with all of, like, the dynasties. The, the grandeur is just, you're allowed to do so much more. You're allowed to have, like, these epic battles, these massive palaces, these sprawling casts it's because like, it's like K-dramas being able to watch also, more common game of thrones k-dramas also don't really do like fantasy historical dramas no the closest mm. i think a k-drama has gotten to that is kingdom which is like a zombie movie which isn't even really in the same realm as a fantasy movie but all of the nope. korean historical dramas horror. are just like actually just historical <laughs> mm-hmm Lame. and a lot of chinese dramas are very much centered around a female lead where like she is like destined for greatness or like she learns to fight it's very mulan sometimes oh yeah or mulan. it's like she is just becomes a badass fighter which is very fun whereas i find a lot of k-dramas fall back into the plot line of girl who at times even if she is strong Many times she is pushed aside, and that's a trope I hate in K-drama that keeps happening. Mm-hmm. The guy always saves her. Never does, like, she always 
like it's K-drama has K-dramas have this bad trope of having like a stupid female lead and I really don't like that. Oh, so it's stupid. like not enjoyable at all to just watch someone be stupid. Or a female lead that for some reason is being tr- or they're some for some stupid reason they're trying to kill her. Yeah. Like why? What's happening? Also give her the gun. Mm. Don't just save her. Let her protect herself. Also, I think C-dramas are also, they're able to have a sad ending more often than a K-drama. K-dramas, rarely do K-dramas allowed to have a sad ending. Yeah. They always end up with these, the most contrived uh, happy endings imaginable at times. They and like to I make sure everyone gets together at the very end. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And like with the C-drama, especially the fantasy C-dramas, they're willing to just have sad endings have these endings where it's like oh shit they don't end up together oh no i, I was mean, there's an like overall hopefulness endings. to it but like there's a lot of like i remember when for this research i watched a bunch of them and remember that tau show i was watching with you guys once on a discord for a while oh I'm yes like, holy shit they're dead <laughs> everyone oh damn everyone was dead. suddenly dead what everybody died literally everybody <laughs> died and i'm just like what the hell Spoilers for next episode that there's a show where everybody dies. I'll give a warning. But, like, no, there's just shows where, like, oh, damn, the main female lead or the main male lead dies halfway through the show. And you're like, well, wasn't this a romance? What the hell? Apparently not. I feel robbed. I'm bamboozled. But I was bamboozled. It's so bad. It hurts me. I can always respect a sad or a ba- like an ending where not everyone gets together just because you don't see it as often and it's sometimes more satisfying to be like, ah, yes, realism. I think it keeps you on your toes. Where it's yeah. like, in a K-drama, I always feel like, oh, somehow, just some get way, together. even if it seems very bleak, they Look, will end I, up spoiler together alert, at right the very now, end. I watched... Are You Human 2? Spoiler alert for Are You Human 2. Somehow, they ended that show where this girl gets together with a fucking robot. And that's the happy ending. I'm like, he's still a robot. He's a robot. Nothing has been solved. (laughs) He's still a robot and you're still gonna get old. What the Uh hell? This is not a happy ending. I was just, like, looking at this computer. They're, like, walking on the beach together in this happy ending. I'm like, this is not an ending. This... They killed the robot and then the, the... K-dramas have this very interesting habit of the last second happy ending where, like, it'll end oh, bad. It'll I hate end that. Realistically. Because I think at the end, like, they deactivate the robot and it's like, well, she has to say goodbye. He's a robot. He's not a person. Right. And then last second she gets with the robot. I'm like, what happened? What is this? What is robot. I think but it's robot. a lot of, like, writers going in a really interesting approach and then they forget. They're like, oh, stink. We're not going to get liked for this sad ending. Alright, tack on somehow they get together at the end. Because I did watch, like, one of the shows I did watch was like that. Where it was, like, ending in a very realistic ways where it's like, ah, oh, this just didn't work out. And, like, I can respect that. And I was, I was ready for it. And then the last, literally the last 30 minutes of the show, they decided to switch it all around. And they're like, no, we'll do it one more chance. Kind of a thing. And I was one just more. like, well, that's, We'll try yeah, again. Okay. After everything that's happened, uh uh-huh, sure, okay. And that kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. But, you know, they got together at the end, I guess. And I feel like we've been a little negative on K-dramas a lot in this episode, but I do love K-dramas. I like... Like, They're very good. I've watched, like, one C-drama and, like, 27 K-dramas, so... So, like, we do watch more K-dramas. I don't anymore because I cannot deal with the length. I find I've watched a lot more C-dramas recently, and also a lot more Thai dramas, but it's also the fact that I've already seen a lot of C-dramas, a lot of K-dramas, sorry. Mm-hmm. The big ones. And so, no- nothing is really You're just waiting for new. new ones at this point. I'm just waiting for something interesting and different. Like, Extracurricular was an absolute breath of fresh air. Oh, yes. That was But that would fun. never air in China. No. Never. Spoiler for extracurricular, teenage pimps are not going to happen. I, that can barely air Chinese in Korea. Like, <laughs> Nope. I think it aired on Netflix. It aired on and that Netflix was for a big reason. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Like, something extracurricular, even shows that I probably, like, you say one class, it's okay to not be okay. I think a lot of the Netflix shows are doing something interesting and different. Yeah, Strangers from Hell also but, can like, never air in Korea. Strangers from Hell will never air. Like, it's a lot. So I think that those kind of shows are very fun, and I've just seen a lot of K-dramas, so, like, at some point you get the tropes. that's one thing good to come out of the, the Netflix thing, because Netflix is literally not afraid to put anything on their platform, as you can see of what they're allowing these days. Um, so, like... I mean, I will say, Extracurricular was one of my favorite shows I've watched this year. Yeah. It was very good. So, it's kind of, it's like, a lot of people are like, oh, no, Western people are taking over, they're taking away what's what was good about it before you know like change and whatnot but sometimes it can be for a benefit that's all i was mm-hmm. gonna say so that's cool i mean yeah. most of my dramas originally started on netflix so i mean that's literally the like my sample size was what was available on netflix so and i'm sure that's for most people as well they're just like ah yes let's go find and- another one on netflix then because that recommended doing... goes forever as well. Like that recommended like, goes uh... on forever. Oh yeah, it can. There's and I'm not a lot on there these days. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing this episode to say C dramas are better than K dramas no. or whatever. Which I'm just saying different. to give people an opportunity to like Talk maybe open that. up the horizons, give people like an opportunity to do something a little different, and like these shows have their own tropes and their own ideas. I find that a lot of the modern dramas have smaller stakes the the some a lot of sea dramas don't end up with a couple that is constantly back and forth of the very common k-drama trope of they're together they break up they get back together they break up again or the they didn't get together till the last episode a lot of times it is they get together very quickly and then it's the and then they're oh, dead we're not and then they're, <laughs> and then they're just they're dead then they die no, and then they just continue the relationship on through the rest of the show. It's not so much the break up, get back together thing as a continuous relationship. And a good example of that would be, I recently mentioned Intense Love. I think that, um, uh, there's a couple more. I'm just, I'm, I'm now blanking on every C drama I've ever seen. Oh, Please Love Me does that a lot. Um... And I think that Skate Into Love is very similar to that as well, where it's just like, there's a point where the couples are just together and they continue to be together. And also, I weird to say, but there's a lot more affection in C-dramas. K-dramas, you get, like, one kiss in the whole show. You, like, look forward See, to the uh... kiss. Like, the kiss is a big moment in his you K-drama. Get one. You get, like, one. You get one. C-dramas, they actually are a couple that, like, has affection. And that's adorable. Like, the moments are built up, but there's more than one moment. And I'm just like, damn. That actually is just an actual... That's, that's just like, a real like, relationship. It's good. That's just a relationship. It's fine. They're not just one kiss and then their boyfriend, girlfriend, and then they get married. And they never kiss afterwards. again. Never again. <laughs> They just never kiss again. They kiss in the last episode, and that's it. Mm. I guess I have it. My sample size is still very small. Yep. But Your the, sample size is one. There's been a lot of kissing in my K-dramas that I've seen, so, like, I don't know. They've been watching more of the, the love, lovey, lovey-dovey ones. I'm trying to think, because you watch, you definitely watch the romance, like, ones, the cute ones, but you haven't watched, like, the melodrama romance ones. No, no, the melodrama I romance. I, I go don't from go very lovey dovey to very business Boring. where there is no romance <laughs> at all. There's no love Boring. interest. There's nothing. There's no heated relationship whatsoever, which are also yeah. great. So, like, I've only had the two sides of the coin. I've not had one of those. There's just literally, like, nothing, 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 kiss, and then the show's over. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. They go back and forth over, like, 15 times of just, like, well, now it's his mom that doesn't approve. Now it's her father. Then uh, it's, like, yeah. this random other, like, that's... person that's just trying to get in the middle of them. And I'm like, that's too much melodrama. Just get mm-hmm. together already. Jesus Christ. Uh, the ones, yeah, most of the ones I've seen are all, like, can I spend the night? Cut to black. And then wake up, you know? Like, so, like, I guess it's just different more more relationship stuff and that's usually halfway through the show it's not usually then they get married mm-hmm. at the end that's always how it ends up 
It's in the, oh, in yeah. particular, the ones that I'm thinking of that are like that, it's like medical dramas take like forever to oh, get this shit dramas. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're too busy with the job, you're also apparently obviously. trying to save lives, yeah. quote unquote save lives, even though nothing of what they're doing is medically accurate or appropriate to do in a hospital. Nope. Thing. Too much Grey's Anatomy influence. Mm-hmm. Oh, Grey's, uh, medical dramas I find to be some of the funniest dramas. Mainly from I my mean, own area of expertise, they're very you, funny. You work in that field, I f- feel like you would just yeah. find them just entertaining. I mean, There's a lot of I thoroughly enjoyed hobbies. watching Genki Heart as someone who does watch a lot of esports and stuff like that. Trying oh, to see another it fun e- thing as an example. It was. I need a drama yeah. about like science to like give accurate opinions on like how stupid uh, people are doing mm-hmm. things. Well, there's a lot of dramas about science, but it's all fictional science. It's, but like it's Melton, not, yeah, it's not, like, Melton real Me Softly is about, like, cryogenically freezing people. That doesn't count. But, like, I know, but, like, your job isn't, like, somehow people find my job sexy. I don't know why That's it's weird. not, but, like, being a scientist nope. isn't sexy. No. Sorry. There's Grey's Anatomy, there's the dozens of medical dramas, somehow they find my job to be... A Something. great place for drama. A great place to just have, like, to start relationships and, like... Apparently, yep. that's what they you all... You got that's nothing what I else do on my... but saving lives is all you can think about. So, a lot of people I know that have gotten into dramas got into them through their favorite K-pop idol. Which is kind of what happened for me. Mm-hmm. So a lot of... And C-dramas do have a lot of K-pop idols. They have a lot of the Chinese K-pop idols, but they count. I so, mean... like... That's how they make they them. Are. They're like, oh, you're not, you're in an average group? Alright, cool. Why don't you go to China, do a couple of uh, dramas over there, see how that goes for you. Oh, wait, you're super popular? Yeah, just forget the whole K-pop thing. Just stay over there and act. Mm-hmm. So, Victoria from FX has been in a couple. She was in Ice Fantasy. She's in Find Yourself. She's in Broker. She's in a lot of shows. Victoria is doing fine. If any of you are sad about the FX news, she's doing fine. Lay from EXO is in a bunch. He's in The Golden Eyes, Mystic Nine. He's in a he's in a bunch of supporting roles. Luhan is just doing great. He did Fighter of the Destiny, Sweet Combat, Crossfire, which is an esports drama, and then Sisyphus, nice. where he plays a serial killer. So Luhan is broadening oh, no. his horizons. That little <laughs> baby face is playing a serial from killer. From East. <laughs> Esports the serial killer, alright. Those two shows aired like a month apart. Oh, Crossfire ended like a month ago. Sisyphus ended like a couple days ago. Oh my gosh. Yep. Like all they right. just air very quickly. Uh fair enough. Tao, former also former member of EXO, is in a bunch of shows. Forward Forever, Hot Blooded Youth, The Brightest Star in the Sky, Negotiator, he's in a lot of shows. Chris Another former member of EXO. As you can tell where people, what happens to all these idols after they leave (laughs) K-pop groups. This is what happened to most of XOM. He is in a bunch of movies and he is actually gonna be in his first drama. Which I think is finished production called The Golden Hairpin. So yay for Chris. He's gonna debut as an actor. Wangy Bo, member of Unique and Lord of the the Podcast. (laughs) He was in The Untamed. He was in Gank Your Heart. He was in My Strange Friend. He is in Super Talent, which hasn't aired. Private Tuesday College, which hasn't aired. Legend of Fae, which also hasn't aired. And he is currently <laughs> filming another one called Being a Hero. There's a lot to look forward to. Yay. Yay. Um, Shang Zhao of Cosmic Girls, or WJSN, or whatever you want to call that group. She was in Legend of Awakening. And she is just now a very busy actress in China. She's also in Detective Chinatown. And she has Spirit Realm and Falling Into Your Smile coming up. Falling Into Your Smile is actually another esports drama. Where she plays a professional esports player. I I don't know about this. I don't know. Like, one esports drama was enough to realize that... uh, (laughs) There's a lot of them, Dan. There's I mean, there's as so again, as out. someone who's watched a lot of esports, 
China is very passionate about their esports. It's a big deal to them, and it's really cool to see on their side of perspective because, at least with the games that I watch, it's always been a whole like the West versus China. So it was kind of like cool to see China's perspective and how they're just you know trying to win the game from their point of view. So it kind of kind of broadened my perspective, which I did enjoy because of that. Because mm-hmm. it is always funny. Because you always want to cheer for your European and North American teams. Because that's kind of like where I'm from. So that's who I tend to lean towards. But now I kind of respect China a lot more, especially since they care so much. There was no doubt about it, but yeah, it was cool. Mm-hmm. And also, former member of Princeton, Cool Kyung or Pinky or whatever you also called her, she's in a drama called Miss Truth, and she's also going to be in The Legend of Faye with Wang Yibo. Ooh. Oh, which snap. is going to be exciting. Yay! Um, and then, Guanglin, former member of 101. He was in a show called A Little Thing Called First Love. And he's gonna be in another show whose name escapes me. I don't even think there is a translated name for that yet. I think it's just a Chinese name. And then also, mm-hmm. June from Seventeen has not been in a drama, but was a child actor, and I want him in more shows. Please, China, put him in shows. Please. For me. For you. <laughs> for Only for me. I want to see him as the prince in any kind of fantasy show. I think it'd be fun fascinating yep and so that was our intro to sea dramas part one woo 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 hopefully maybe you've come out of this more open to watching some sea dramas and if i had any facts wrong politely correct me in the comments (laughs) because i am not chinese and nor am i an expert but i do have a passion Fair enough. Yay. Yay. So that was our episode. Um, If you liked it, like, subscribe, comment. I don't know how to do this outro. Kayla, help me. Follow all of our social media accounts. (laughs) Um, We have a Twitter at Kpop, and we also have a Kpop collection Instagram, which we still need to work on using more. And if you're listening to us on YouTube... Um, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of the podcasting sites, essentially. And if you're listening to us on all those sites, go and subscribe to our YouTube channel, because along with all of our episodes, we post a lot of fun clip compilation videos. So, that is very fun. Indeed. Indeed. And then we'll be back for part two of C-Dramas eventually. It should be soon. It'll be soon. I don't know how we're gonna... We're going to record them together, but I don't know how we're going to post them. No, we'll figure it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Bye.